that's yeah. that's one of the advice that I would if I, if somebody was to ask me what is the one thing. Uh, I mean, I work with my brother and I work with my best friend, and we are able to maintain our relationships uh, distinctly despite having an extremely volatile work environment uh, and work-to-work yeah. conditions. Um, and I think it comes from how you use the levers in 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 your life, and you learn to create those distinctions, um, and that helps really. In today's episode of questions I wanted to ask, I speak to Monisha Advani, the co-founder of MA Entertainment, the production company that has delivered iconic hit films such as D-Day, Airlift, Satme Jayate, Bazaar, and most recently Bell Bottom and the web series Empire, amongst many. Monisha and I spoke about her life and transition from leading a very very successful HR firm to now producing content across different mediums. Her take on bringing equality and more institutionalization in the business of entertainment, and still being able to stay grounded in all the chaos and going back to her middle class values. Monisha is a woman who has built many successful businesses, but has her feet to the ground and is now making changes every possible way to bring scale and more success to the entertainment business in India. Welcome to questions I wanted to ask. It's such an honor to have you, Monisha. Absolute pleasure, Anshu. I mean, like I said to you uh, at the start of this, uh, uh, you made such an indelible impression on me all these years ago, and I've. Always followed what you're doing uh, from the sidelines, and I'm really pleased to see that you've uh, built this platform. I think it's uh, it's wonderful. Thanks. Thank you so much. So, what's you are right now sitting in London, I believe. That's and right. What what has been the last cup? Because all I see is one release, ke baad ek release, one release, ke baad ek. What has this the last couple of months been? Just just for you know people who are hearing you, what has it been in in from a producer's perspective? And from an so, MA uh, perspective, so in in a lot of ways, I can turn around and say, make it sound very romantic, and say that oh, it's been chaotic and it's been under pressure and it's been absolute uh, craziness. But uh, you know, I believe in thriving in planned chaos, and that's always been a motto uh, and a mission in life. So uh, while there has been pressure, uh, I think what we've uh, been uh, fortunate is that we anticipated uh, and we've had the nimbleness to adapt to changing circumstances, uh, which has helped us really, uh, you know, smoothly ensure that this volume of content that is coming out—it's not uh, accidental; it's planned, and it's something that it's a momentum that and you know, that we were we've been building, I think, for a decade now, and uh, it's been something that we've been crying out to people. Let's say the the real need for uh, uh, the entertainment businesses is for companies, more and more companies and producers, to institutionalize and to at least function as institutions. And we've attempted to do that. And I think uh, uh, fingers crossed. I mean, the jury's out whether uh, the struggle's worth it. But uh, I think uh, we we're on a path that uh, we're pretty pleased about right now. No, I I think I absolutely kind of agree with you, and I I think you've been able to do that to quite some measure. Why bringing that platform? But uh, Monisha, when you mention corporatization or institutionalizing the way content is made or the way films are made, right today, what do you mean by that for people to understand? Absolutely, I you know I think. Uh, any creative art at the end of the day whether it's uh, you know whether it's painting whether it's music whether it's uh, creating cinema i think there's no divorcing the fact that it's a very elite number of people who are gifted to be able to create these things um but i do believe that there is a need for an infrastructure that uh, facilitates more and more of this so that uh, the right brain functioning of uh, the human species actually gets more and more uh, recognition um so this is of course an 80000 feet view that i'm giving you uh, what it means really at the ground level is the fact that uh, the most scale we build as producers the more stories we're going to be able to tell um there's an audience out there which is uh, looking for inspiration looking for entertainment looking for uh, um sometimes even a distraction and i think we uh, need to feel um, somewhere because i think fact is becoming so uh, so much more interesting than fiction we have to ensure that fiction doesn't lose its momentum and uh, i think keeping that uh, volume going is very important more specifically now i'll go into why corporatization 
um and what i mean by that uh, madhu and i come from a very simple uh, corporate background anshu we will talk about that later yeah but but you know what happens is that that insight of having built companies in the past uh, built a discipline in us Um, sure and the discipline was that uh, no matter how the variable how many the variables may be uh, in in business it's important for us to ensure there are certain metrics that we measure ourselves by and we create some level of predictability in the business so it took us about 4 years of we started the business in 2011 and uh, it took us about 4 years to figure out uh, how this uh, industry functions and how it would be possible to do things uh, uh, in a different way and i think that uh, our experiment uh, is right now uh, paying dividend and uh, when i say paying dividend i don't mean just bottom line i i, yes. I certainly mean it's paying dividend in the content uh, area and it's giving an opportunity to more and more talent uh, yes. and i think that is our biggest achievement interesting varisha i remember you know uh, i think in 2014 15 when you were just beginning to work start work on pow uh, and i had met you for the first time then uh, that was not the time when the otts had come into picture uh, in fact none of them were there right yes netflix was a big thing in the us but it hadn't come hotstar wasn't there or any of these this thing uh, at that time what you were actually doing was producing for television Right. Uh, PO, POW was made keeping in keeping television in mind, and Nikhil and you guys were the first ones to actually embrace it and said, "Yeah, television is cool, right?" It was also the time when some of the biggest producers probably wanted to come for the sake of making money, but I don't know whether they got the rhythm right. What were you thinking then? Uh, what took you to actually take that jump on television? Because at that point, it was seen as saying, "Oh, TV के लिए कौन produce करेगा? Only if you get, if you give me money, I'll produce it." You actually so, changed um, both the notions. Yeah. So, Anshu, I'll tell you a really funny story. Uh, in 2010, when Nikhil had started a conversation with me about joining hands to set up this company, um, and he was telling me very. Um, uh simplistically that you know these are the films that i've made as a director and uh, some of them have worked some of them haven't and i'm 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 you know wanting to set up my own production house but the one thing that uh, i remember remarking to him and telling him at that point in very instinctively and almost arrogantly i think which was so wrong uh, was that i told him i said nikhil salamish was a really nice film i just think that you should have made it into seven episodes and i remember him just looking at me with a click and just looking at me and saying yeah that does make sense as yeah i mean imagine if you were to release this as a tv special or you know um, do a youtube special with it i mean you'll be minting with it i mean those are very naive and arrogant view from the outside right and he reminds me of that always because um he used to get pretty frustrated when every meeting we would go in for in when we set up a company and people would say what's different about you guys and i would say that look we're building content that lasts and we believe that it's going to move to other platforms and i remember studio heads and i won't name them some very last response should stare at me and say uh, yeah but what's the cast like <laughs> and uh, they would just want to get straight to you know the most obvious points and um, i remember nikhil used to tell me on the side that listen i get it that you've got a vision but if you don't mind can you just you know wait for it to catch up and we'll talk about it later i'm sorry i sound immodest but it's like a trumpet that i wanted to blow a long time and say that you know we knew it so when pow came along uh, it was really um, a chance that uh, and i have to thank uh, uh, the the team at star and and, and in particular udesh shankar yeah. because they turned around and said that listen we are really pleased with uh, the kind of uh, tone that nikhil is has started to make content especially impressed with dday and uh, he, he they said that can we uh, can we get homeland to india right and homeland was such a big property and we said wow that's a huge responsibility um you know and sure enough two years later we had the show up and running but i'm sure it was the best experience that we had let me tell you because it completely changed the way we were functioning it taught us to become more production centric it taught us how to run multiple units and i'm not talking about like a second unit but because we were we had taken over practically the entire kamalistan and converted yeah. it into if you know close set i think you visited also and we had actually we actually had three directors shooting simultaneously in three dedicated units it was there and the set was there for a very long time if i remember almost a year almost yeah. a year 
I mean, I remember Pura, who was one of the uh, cast members. He actually had created a little garden patch outside his uh, uh, cubicle, and uh, uh, you know, I, I looked at him and I remember asking him that Do you think something is going to grow. He says, "Yeah, it's going to grow in the show," and I was so happy uh, because uh, you know we created that kind of permanence uh, in a very temporary business. Uh, today, POW is running on MX Player, and you know, at the same time that we've got uh, the Empire on uh, uh, Disney Plus, Hotstar, and we've got uh, um, Mumbai Diaries on uh, Prime, it's it's great that we still get feedback on POW. I mean, the number of people writing to us and say, "Hey, this is a great show," you know, where was it? Well, um, you know, I think it's finding its audience now, and it's never too late. And that's the beauty of content; it's uh, something that's uh, got value and permanence. Interesting. Interesting, but let me just, uh, Monisha. I don't know why I'm calling you Madhu. <laughs> but Monisha, let me just, you know, kind of take a step back because a lot of people don't know that you didn't start as film producers. Yes, you know, Nikhil was there, but you and uh, Madhu ran a very, very successful company, which you later sold off. HR company, which you so later sold off. I want you to share a little piece of that because I know the the. Uh, essence of what ma is today has a lot to do with your and madhu's experience uh, you know of building that company and running that company and i think the discipline that you brought from that company to ma which kind of changed the 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 way we actually build companies in entertainment in, in india yeah thank you for saying that um you know um Madhu and I, uh, and Nikhil, all three of us actually grew up together. Uh, Nikhil and I, of course, shared parents, but uh, Nikhil and Madhu are classmates, uh, and they're both a year younger than me. Um, but we were literally those kids who grew up. Uh, I always like to describe us as uh, the uh, the right kids who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, or the right side of the tracks, whichever the wrong kids who grew up on the right side of the tracks. Um, which basically means that we were fortunate to go to a really good school, but came from extremely middle class values. And those values were, uh, you know, get an education and get a degree, and then uh, uh, go and get a job, and uh, then hopefully get a green card. I mean, that's the generation that I belong to, and that yeah. was, you know, those are the ambition pegs that were set for us. Madhu yeah. and I very quickly, I think we were fourteen and fifteen when we decided that, uh, you know, we've got to uh, do things differently. Interestingly, it wasn't the fact that oh, we are girls and we're going to try and do something. There was there wasn't a tone of feminism in it. In it as much as a desire to just be independent, um, ambition. Think, it was just literally the fact that uh, we said that you know uh, honestly we wanted to drive a car. <laughs> so we said that you know let's 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 figure out how to drive a car. Our fathers aren't going to give us cars because they don't have them, and so we're going to have to buy a car. So how do you buy a car? You're going to have to make money. So it's very simple. You know the, the the drivers that made us want to. You know I love to tell people that the ignition for us was. Some great uh, vision to change the world. It, it was a very simplistic thing that we used to literally sit down and talk and say, you know, one day let's uh, build a company, and you know what we'll do is we'll have twenty lakhs in the bank. And we used to get excited with that. Um, it was as naive as that, but we knew that whatever we would do, we'd do it sincerely. Um, I dropped out of university early, and. Um, You know, I came back to India. I was studying in the US, uh, and uh, much to the disappointment of my uh, IIT uh, graduated father and JJ School of Arts mom, uh, they were. Um, you know, my mom was very supportive. She 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 sensed that I wanted to do things differently. Father was very traditional, but he came around eventually uh, and and became very proud of the first company that Madhu and I set up at that point. um which was actually a student counseling business which went on to become very successful and that became the springboard for us to set up an hr company um and i think a lot of that had to do with the fact that i sensed the fact that uh, a student counseling business had this thing called the internet which was going to very quickly shrink the gap between students and counselors which we were trying to fulfill and i said to madhu i said if that's going to happen we can't go out of business we need to grow with the business and so the next thing people want after they graduate is a job so we we moved into a recruitment company um and i think it was only after 9 years uh, of being in that business that we stopped and looked behind us and said oh damn we really built a big company uh, because i remember we were at a offsite with all our employees uh, i think it was uh, somewhere uh, in 2004 and uh, 
there was a whole bunch of people who were there and they all looked at some, must have been at least about 120 of them. And they turned to us and uh, said, uh, I said to them, I said, do you think we're ready to get acquired? And they said, why should we be acquired? Why can't we go about acquiring a company? So honestly, uh, my first uh, trigger was to actually look at acquiring a company abroad. And so Madhu and I did some road shows and we started targeting companies that we wanted to acquire and raise funds in the UK. So I'm talking about year 2004, 2005. And it was very weird because suddenly out of the blue, we had the world's second largest HR company make a call to us and say that, uh, listen, you guys are very interesting. We'd like to come in and have a meeting with you. So we had them over. Uh, Randstad came in and that was a long dating we went through. We were very elusive brides. And um, long story short, uh, they acquired us in 2005. Uh, the transaction ended in 2009. Uh, for those four years, I served as managing director for India. We acquired two other companies in India, uh, integrated those. Um, eventually, it was a very large organization across 22 locations um, and, and, and employees in thousands. And uh, it was a very, very exciting uh, journey for us. Um, honestly, I mean, I uh, again in that same naivety, uh, both of us uh, hit a point where we said, okay, now we should just retire because we've been done. We, you know, you hit hit an Everest point of Everest, and uh, we were quite happily settled in uh, retirement. Uh, you know, I was working in nonprofit uh, on the board of a few companies, and Madhu was uh, uh, enjoying traveling. When suddenly, out of the blue, Nikhil comes, and uh, you know, my brother. And I are, I think, today very close. I have two brothers. One is one whose house I'm taking uh, advantage of right now to relax. Um, but uh, Nikhil and I, um, we're just 11 months apart uh, in, in, in age, but um, we're very different. Um, and I think that's the, that's, the, that's the beauty of the way we've been brought up. Um, and yet we are very respectful and protective of one another, despite the fact that I think for almost 20 years, uh, I was busy in my career and he was busy in his. Um, and so when we converged and he came across, uh, um, you know, I said to him, it's, 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 it's wonderful because you've never taken me to lunch. And he says, no, 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 it's going to be fun. We'll, we'll have this discussion about uh, what you can do in the future. And I found it amusing that he was telling me what I'm going to do in the future. And lo and behold, um, you know, uh, 10 years on, we, we've got this lovely company we're very proud of. Um, it was a no-brainer for us to convince Madhu to join us. Um, you know, Nikhil and Madhu, again, being classmates from school. Uh, it's so weird because just uh, yesterday, somebody sent me a clip of the two of them in the 10th standard um, <laughs> dancing together. And the song was, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, what is that song? You know, uh, Starship Enterprise, they've got that song, which is... Um, Nothing's going to stop us now. And I was just oh, wow. at the dancing to that. And I said, this is something so prophetic. They'll kill me that I've said this on, on record. But uh, uh, it deserves to be said that I think, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy uh, journey to become firstly partners the way we have. But I think it's helped uh, a lot in the fact that we've grown up together and we share something very uh, important, which is uh, the DNA of values. So that's the story. Very interesting. You know, uh, uh, I mean, I always knew about the, the HR company, etc. But I didn't knew I didn't know about the scale, uh, this thing. And I mean, rightfully, it kind of explains how and why you built ME, uh, right? There's something very interesting you said, uh, Manisha. You said we were uh, kids who were going to very good schools, but brought up with middle class value values. And then you also talked about uh, it wasn't anything about feminism. I want to ask you two questions and you can choose to answer which one, whichever first. Yes. What was it growing up with two boys? Uh, the reason I'm asking you is that you are this strong, independent personality with a very strong sense of business, right? That's what you're known for. Uh, and I, I don't think so. You have too much of a business background in the, you know, in the family, right? How did that come up? What what it takes to be in to be brought up in a in an Indian family where the the girl in the family becomes so so strong? I would say equal parenting or whatever, right? And second part is what is this 
middle class upbringing that you're talking about because a lot of us in the industry think of all the three of you as south bombay kids right and i want to i want to bust that myth and that questions coming from from a lot of people so because i do a little research before every time i get uh, you know guests and that questions come from a lot of people saying oh but you know these are three south bombay kids and how have they been able to kind of you know build this company and manage it with so much of discipline and all of that so yeah I know two very different questions, but please. But they're great. They're great questions. So I'll start by saying that a lot of who I am, I owe to um, really four people in my family, which is uh, my parents and my two brothers. But I will, if I was to put it in order of who uh, I would award number one would be my mother. She's no more, but she was a yeah. huge influence uh, in my life. um and i always mentally thank her for giving me uh, two brothers to practice on uh, and ensure that i'd find a way to get ahead um but she you know she used to actually uh, she used to she used to be very sensitive to the fact that um while growing up i grew up in a large family with lots of cousins and uh, of course very traditional views of uncles and aunts and 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 grandparents and while they were progressive about education and uh, you know a lot of things but there was always a gender differential that existing um you know i use the word differential rather than discrimination because i think uh, yeah. discrimination it's it's really a perspective we move past it beyond discrimination i guess Uh, yeah it's yeah. like i said i i looked at it i looked at it as a differential and because that was the attitude my mother brought me up with and she said look they're going to differentiate and uh, she used to whisper this to me and she used to say they're always going to say that your brothers are going to get more they're going to be better and you would have to fight a little harder and it's not about just your brothers it's going to be men in general and uh, i i used to initially be very aggressively questioning about it but as i grew older i realized the level of preparedness you know that she had instilled in me just by the upbringing and the kind of equal uh, environment i was brought up in um and it was great because great for me but i know that it's made both my brothers into great fathers because they both have daughters and uh, um you can see uh, her vision translating in them as well so i think somewhere uh, you know in that in this vast universe there's a small dot that uh, dropped and uh, helped me realize that um, while i am a feminist i certainly believe in women's rights and i do believe that they require representation and they require limitless uh, uh, advocacy even today not just in india but all over the world um i think anshu i i owe a lot to my uh, family the way they brought me up and um and and i think that makes made all the difference um why middle class and and why i talk about that is because uh, you know all three of us respectively saw our fathers uh, and mother in my case wake up at 5 in the morning um and uh, no matter what uh, it was whether it was a saturday or a sunday it didn't make a difference in those days it was six day weeks our father would go to work at a factory in thane so yes we lived in south bombay but he would walk to uh, uh, the station at uh, grand road and uh, catch the train and switch trains in dadar and then take a bus from there onwards when he hit thane to get to his factory and he did that uh, admirably just so that we had uh, the comfort of being walking distance from a good school um and 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 somewhere um the the growing up so that's that's the that's the discipline that comes in us and which is why mn statement opens office earlier than a lot of other companies in the in the in the film business um the second thing was that um i grew up sharing a, a room and bathroom with my brothers till a very long time so um you know learning how to beat the line and get there in front and that you get up early and you get going and you fight your way through so um it's as simple as this you know you, you, what are the formative things that make you uh, the person you are i think um, uh, is really what is ingrained in the three of us south bombay is really geography as far as we are concerned it just helps the fact that uh, going on the ceiling and uh, traveling on it every day to work uh, uh, back and forth is perhaps the biggest perk i have of the business i'm in it's such a pretty sight and it helps me completely um set myself up when i'm on the way to work and say that the moment i'm off this link i'm i'm you know get the gear shifts yeah. and likewise when i'm heading back home the gear changes to a more relaxed one and uh, i learn how to keep a different differentiation 
between uh, uh, my lives as well and that, uh, that goes for nikhil and madhu uh, all all three of us uh, have those levers in place interesting interesting tell me you mentioned about uh, you know uh, women all of us are aware i mean it's not just you i am equally aware of the fact that as women you have to make that extra you know uh, take that extra walk do that yeah. extra make that extra effort right uh, how how have you like you know when you enter the industry i'm not saying industry has been like you know there has been gender i mean it's everywhere so it's not just one industry that you can pick up but what as a woman as a leader in the industry what are the things that you have been careful about to be able to bring equality or measures or i mean what is it or what do you think that you'd like to change more so you know i'm going to answer this in two parts one is i'm going to just share an instance which is not related to the industry um there's a perception that we have a lot of catching up to do in india when it comes to women's rights and i i want to somewhere or uh, challenge that uh, and say that i think the whole world needs to catch up uh, with uh, women's rights um i remember way back um, more than 15 years ago i was uh, in a in a very very nice uh, meeting with uh, some dignitaries from from the netherlands and uh, their uh, foreign minister was uh, very pleased to meet me because you know she knew that my company had been acquired by randstad which is one of their most uh, prized companies in the netherlands and she said oh you must be i remember meeting in new delhi and uh, she said you must be so proud that uh, a western company is giving you as an indian woman this recognition and she went it very very complimentarily and very nicely and i listened to her and i said you know actually feel sorry for you and she was taken aback and you know there were all these dignitaries around and they looked at me like what she's saying and i said because you see in my country i have been brought up in india where like i said to you anshu my mother brought me up saying you're going to feel the difference and you're going to have to fight it so whether it is the fact that a watchman will not uh, stand for you but he stands up for your brothers um even if you know you come out of you paid for the car that you come out of um or if uh, uh, you know you find that uh, in a boardroom it's going to be tough um uh, it's 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 something that you need to be prepared for so you know it's almost like an invisible cloak that all of us women wear when we yeah. leave our phantom or uh, in india we prepared for it right we we anticipated we expected our defenses yeah. are yeah that's not the case in the west and i told her i said in the west you have neutralized women to believe that they're not going to be discriminated against when the fact is discrimination exists in your community and i feel it when i'm in your boardroom because you'll have members of boards who are you know really senior and experienced and if they can't understand a woman's point of view they'll be the first ones to crack a sexist joke um and it's yeah. a very very underhanded way of discriminating right and she looked at me completely uh, stunned and she starts laughing and she said thank you because what you just said uh, validates what i feel and i said well it's not just about validation it's about all of us owning up to it yeah um, so i'm sure i think you know it's about the hardwiring of uh, the species really because yeah. you see gender differentiation really across uh, the animal kingdom very honestly so we're all just have a hardwired in that sense yeah. um i think it's got to do with physiological functioning but i think that uh, as human beings we've created great parity over the last 2000 years of our civilization so we owe it to that civilization uh the civilization to ensure that we keep uh, pushing the envelope on it and giving equal opportunity as far as the film industry is concerned i think that in these 10 years i've seen things change i've seen things Quite improve right. and then i've seen things not i've seen a lot of uh, um you know uh, people choose to uh, literally uh, dust the dust under the carpet and 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 look overlook some of the situations as a company we are extremely conscientious about how women are uh, perceived and how women uh, are treated in the workplace but i'll tell you a, a point of improvement that uh, came to, to to us as well uh, about uh, just before the pandemic about two and a half years ago uh, nikhil's daughter uh, happened to drop by the office and she was at that point uh, 13 years old and um, I stood with her at the office and I said oh how you've come after a long time here you know how does it look so big and so nice and you know how do you feel about it are you feeling proud of that and your art and everything and she looked at me and she goes well for a company that has two women at the top it's a shame that all your posters have men only and I was like oh 
And I just stood there and I took a look around. And, you know, they say uh, from the mouth of babes is always the truth. And I, and she went off and that those, those words completely stunned me. And I, I realized, I said, what am I doing? And I realized that we may have an office which is balanced in, in gender population. And we may be uh, very respectful towards uh, both uh, genders and creating a, a safe work environment. But what are we doing about this fantastic platform we have to tell stories? Um, and the first thing I did is I had a chat with Nikhil and Madhu and we, we pondered. And, you know, the most obvious thing would be that, okay, let's start greenlighting films which have female protagonists. And um, we said we have to go deeper than that. And the, first, and the, and the thing that we realized, it's not about necessarily just the story, the, you know, changing the, 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 the person on the poster. It's about the person telling the story. Yeah. Um, and we made an immediate commitment that the grammar of female directors is something that's so ill-represented in our yeah. business. And as producers, we must change that. Yeah. Um, immediately, uh, we took a conscious effort to start signing uh, women directors. And I'm proud to tell you that today um, a lot of people, you know, have publicized this, but we are doing it in stealth, perhaps in slower uh, motion in that sense. But, you know, Empire is helmed by Mithakshara. Um, we have Sardar Kardashian that was done by uh, Kashvi Nair. We've got uh, um, uh, Mrs. Chatterjee versus Norway, which is uh, Ashma Chibba uh, as the director. And we have Ananya Banerjee who has directed uh, a show for us, which will soon uh, hit the platforms and, and, and another one that's uh, um, on another major platform. Um, and the list goes on. We've, we've got Madhumita, who we signed up uh, on a number of projects. Um, and we're, we're not stopping there. Um, and, and, and we can tell that this is, uh, this is a battle uh, because very often, uh, you know, I'll, I'd be lying if I tell you that studios don't turn around and say, oh, well, you know, can we uh, look at alternatives? Um, I'm really pleased to tell you that uh, Nickel stands like a wall. Uh, Madhu and I stand right behind him and we push back. And uh, we say this is the narrative that we want um, to be out there. So, yeah. Very interesting. And thank you for doing that. I mean, it's more the merrier and more voices, more representation. Does it also translate to, I don't know, I'm, I'm just asking, do you actually have as many options when it comes to the technical crew? Uh, not the creative crew, but the technical crew? I um, know there are a lot of editors, female editors, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm just asking. So art direction, for instance, and most of our projects is done by Priya Suhas. Um, she's an amazing lady. Um, I mean, just outstanding the kind of work we've got out of her. Uh, Priya said had uh, been a DOP on airlift uh, with us. Um, we're always looking for more. Um, and I hope, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all the time in discussions with uh, young people telling them, that, listen, why don't you look at options? Uh, you know, don't, don't be um, stymied by the traditional views on these things. Um, but, I, you know, it's changing. And there are more and more coming out who will fit this bill. Um, art and design and, and, and styling are very very much the obvious ones where you tend to yeah. get uh, gender uh, typified. Uh, but, yeah, uh, on editing, we had Charu who edited Lucknow Central for us. She's been too busy to come on any other projects, which I'm happy for her. But um, so really, very honestly, when, when, we, when we look at... Uh, um, uh, female technicians or, or when we look at technicians I don't think gender plays uh, a role as much as competency for us absolutely and yeah. that, that's how it should be actually yeah. shouldn't be gender but yes if there is someone at the top uh, looking out for more this thing I think uh, women by nature do not go and market themselves right uh, uh, so it's easier when they know that there is a certain setup which which is you know which is kind of you know comfortable taking more this thing on that note uh, Manisha, tell me something, you know, you've, you've led two or three successful organizations between you and Madhu. You are also looking after marketing of your films, etc. Uh, but I think uh, one thing, that, which is something I was telling you on the phone also, was that you hardly market yourself, neither you nor Madhu. And I think Nikhil's though, Aram say he's just like the quieter one anyways. Uh, is this like a conscious call or is it... Uh, that okay this is who we are so we're not going to make any effort you are just seen when the the film or the show is out you'll be seen thoda about jo PR hota hai, usme, and then you just take a back seat you're not there 
you're there on social media but you're not just actively putting stuff i don't see i've nev- never seen you seen your images or whatever of any of these social events and all of that why is so why are you not marketing yourself um so i think uh, you know maybe it's partly the fact that i started uh, my career really early anshu so i mean philosophically when i started my career very early um, lesser known factors i found my way on the cover of magazines at the age of uh, 20 21 and uh, um, uh, was very much celebrated at that point and i enjoyed that attention um and then i outgrew it over time when uh, my my career took me more to the pink papers where it was more about uh, business statements and business comments and business coverage um and so when by the time we we came into the entertainment business we recognized madhu and i recognized that both of us need to play the role of anchoring the business and it's not necessarily about the spotlight so we've never really gone about firstly seeking out spotlight and it's when it comes our way we were very graceful about it and uh, we we accepted but you're quite right uh, i think exemplifying ourselves now uh, more and more so that we serve as inspiration to other uh, uh, emerging companies and emerging uh, professionals i think uh, is a responsibility both of us have recognized um you know we we are steered by the wonderful nilofar qureshi who understands when she needs to push us and when she doesn't but uh, even even just a few uh, uh, minutes ago before i got on to the call i had uh, messages coming from marketing saying that listen we need you guys on some stuff um and normally i would be very uh, reticent but i understand the responsibility of it and so we're trying to make time for it um madhu of course uh, and i i i should speak about her because she's done besides being one of the best partners that anybody could ask for uh, uh nikhil and i completely and utterly depend on her i think um uh, her competencies are uh, something that everybody in the industry now is beginning to recognize she has a very active role that she plays uh, within the producers guild um and i think that uh, scope yes. and scale is only going to increase um and it's not coming from um, you know a diversity card that needs to be represented i think it's yes. a competency in finance and tax and process and policy that uh, is being recognized um and and i think i think um, those are the platforms where uh, i i expect to, you know we will willingly uh, see ourselves on the entertainment business on the other hand anshu has a lot of media coverage that is social right and um i think it's it's more than uh, by choice i mean we're, we're blessed to have made some wonderful friendships in this business but i think uh, for a large part um all three of us have have lives outside the business also um and we love going back to that and we're very possessive to not let go of it so you know uh, again it comes back to that mitra sabrini if you have to get up at 5 in the morning then you want to make sure that you're in bed by 10 and so really the social clock of this business sometimes doesn't match ours and um, we make the exception uh, now and then for very very uh, close friends uh, but for the large part um, you know uh, if you give me a choice of uh, spending time at home or with my uh, family and friends over uh, a photo opportunity you're going to see me uh, definitely going to the former and that part of family and friends have got more or less not got anything to do with entertainment Well, there are a couple of people who are from the entertainment sure. business, and I'm very, very possessive of those friendships. But some of those, like one of those, has been uh, in our lives way, way before we even got into this business, and uh, we're very protective to really uh, keep the sanctity of that uh, outside the business. You know, that's yeah. that's one of the advice that I would, if I, if somebody was to ask me, what is the one thing. Uh, I mean, I work with my brother, and I work with my best friend, and we are able to maintain our relationships uh, distinctly, despite having an extremely volatile work environment uh, and work-to-work yeah. conditions. Um, and I think it comes from how you use the levers in 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 your life, and you learn to create those distinctions, um, and that helps really. So, so what you're trying to say is that the life which is outside of work is something that you're not ready to. You shouldn't open up uh, too much across. I mean, if it's separate, that, yeah. I think I think the idea is to keep it separate. I mean, for example, uh, I love to cook. I love to 
you know, hang out with some of my friends. Uh, we watch uh, plays. We watched, I mean, of course, before pandemic. Um, I um, uh, enjoy playing the guitar. Um, you know, so there are many hobbies in that sense. But these are such personal things that, uh, and I read. I mean, I read a, a lot. Um, but again, like I said, these are very personal experiences, and they are not necessarily something that the camera is going to enjoy, or you know, the, sure. the usual who follow the film business or uh, fan base will uh, want to uh, get seduced by. Interesting. You know, I've been told by some of the common friends that we have is that uh, Monisha is the, has answers for everything. Uh, <laughs> Of course, I know about your food part because you keep talking about it a lot on your social media. What is that fascination and how do you actually manage to get time? Because you're, I mean, right now also, I know you're, you've just been constantly traveling for the last one, one and a half month. How do you manage to keep that balance between your personal life? I know you live with your dad, right? Uh, Taking care of your family, uh, people in, you know, in the family in different parts of the world and then follow some of your passion. How do you just, I would say, manage to stay grounded in spite of seeing so much of success and just come back home as, as Monisha and not, what Again, is that? Back to, come, come back to the materials of bringing, uh, even as we progressed in life, my mother made us realize a couple of things. One, make your bed always, physically, literally. Um, uh, two, never ask somebody to get you a glass of water get up and go and get it yourself. And three, uh, learn to cook at least one meal a day. And I'm happy to tell you, my brothers do it as well uh, as I. Um, And uh, so it's weird because sometimes one of my dearest friends from the business, in fact, once, um, I can buy just one. I'll give you the example of John, John Abraham, who's so dear to me. Um, He, uh, I think, became a closer friend because when he came over to my house, he saw I was actually cooking a meal and serving it to him and his mom. And he said, wow, Um, I know that struck a chord because he understood uh, the ethos with which I function. Um, As far as food is concerned, why it's important is because I think, again, we were brought up that, uh, um, you know, uh, the best thing about uh, religious functions is the fact that it brings people together to have good meals. So it's a language of love. Absolutely. So we were brought up doing that. And I've learned that uh, no matter what happens, if people have uh, uh, good food on the plate, it's the best way to diffuse uh, the most stressful situation. And then there's the other one, the tough business side of it, which I always tell, uh, you know, whenever I invite someone for a meal, I always tell them that, you know, there's a saying that you fatten the turkey before you slaughter it. So, so, so I always tell them that be careful. Don't think this meal is necessarily a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's uh, you know again, like I said, uh, that's that's how grounded I am to when I get back home. Uh, and there's nothing glamorous about making your own bed, but I do it. Uh, there's nothing glamorous about doing your own laundry, but I do it. And uh, it just uh, it just keeps you independent in the true sense of the word. But Manisha, tell me something, you know, uh, you actually started, you started in the industry after having successfully run a big company and made money to the extent that you were in that state of mind of retirement. So you were, the one part of ambition had been filled. Of course, you know, life always keeps throwing things at you. But what about, uh, and I'm asking this as a question, as an advice, there are a lot of young uh, men and women who enter the industry, people like me who are maybe not actors, but be part of the business or the technical crew, right? We are always, of course, I've been there in the business for long, so I've got those answers, but for people who are listening, you know, there's this thing of how do you balance? You have to socialize. The business requirements requires, especially in the business of entertainment, it requires you to socialize so much because they say network is is your whatever. But at the same time, there's family, there's your personal growth, personal life. How does one, like what, what do you have to say to those people? People who are in marketing, people who are in production, people who are writers, directors, who are not really faces, right? How do they balance? What is your advice to all of them? Like between networking and between whatever your work and all of that stuff. So ultimately, you know, I'm sure I think it's skill and competency that uh, gets you work. Um, networking uh, may make you more visible, but uh, if you're good at your job, I think people find you. Uh, whether you're a good actor, whether you're a good uh, technician, whether you're a good director, whether you're a good marketer. Um, and I think some of the most successful people in this business have the most quietest personalities. 
and and i really respect that because um i really prefer it when people people's work speaks for them than uh, when they feel the need to uh, talk about it themselves or put themselves out there so aggressively it, it it's just something that uh, it's just basic common sense so my advice would be to anybody who is uh, new in the business yes do network but uh, don't forget that at the end of the day that will get you only this far uh, it's ultimately your skill your competency that will see you through and so i i i completely advocate the fact that focus on getting uh, uh, your competency right interesting okay just the last one or two part of the the conversation because i think we're almost on time you've done all of this achieved so much and i know you continue to do so uh what is your purpose now for someone who's achieved so much uh has made the money uh how does it look from here what will give you happiness now in so the next few years I'll tell you uh, i want to i want to i want to be very uh, clear about one thing that money has never been uh, while it's been important and when we were younger and we said you know we need that for financial independence it's never been about chasing wealth creation um it's been about financial independence and sure. i think uh, you know all three of us were fortunate that uh, we were able to create that um the last 10 years hasn't changed the house i live in it hasn't changed uh, the car i drive it hasn't changed uh, the way i travel or what i do um so so what whatever we learned in this business we've put it back into this business and i think more and more uh, companies and and business leaders in the film industry or the content industry need to be conscious of doing that this industry is 100 over 100 years old 110 years old um and it's recognized as a sector today in our in our economy and yet it the size of it is not even uh, the size of a mid cap company uh, yeah. a large reason for that is because people tend to it is a gig economy at the end of the day so people come in and come out they plug in for a project um and make the money and take it out of the business it's and i get it it should go to your lifestyle i'm happy for those who can buy 10 cars and four houses and what not it's 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 a great uh, privilege um but put it back into the business also create permanence create longevity uh for for technicians especially um and that's been a mainstay for us at any because we've constantly uh created retention with our workforce and built that and i think uh, the the sense of accountability and responsibility we feel every single day for every single rupee that we earn uh, we know that part it it's divided in equal part to every person who's part of our team and it goes to them um and and so we feel very accountable to make sure that we come back to work every day and make sure that uh, there's 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 bacon on the table to pay for everybody's bills um and i think that's the culture that needs to be cultivated more there are a lot of companies now beginning to do this and i think that's what's going to see um the uh, currency of content in our, in in india and south asia really growing really yeah uh, Uh, getting a presence and a voice i mean i was reading a social media post the other day which talked about the fact that in the last 50 years in the oscars we've had only three nominations and and then to consider the fact that india is one of the largest producers of content is is it because our content isn't good enough i don't believe so because you've had two western films uh score at the oscars with indian content slumdog millionaire and gandhi so is this some kind of um, uh, isolation differentiation discrimination i just believe that we need to keep doing our jobs better as yeah. producers and uh, put ourselves out there on a global platform and the way we're going to be able to do that is by giving some kind of uh, like i said uh, a platform of uh, of opportunity constantly to our technicians um so 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 that's uh, uh, something i feel very passionate about anshu so i feel our, our job that way is un- is, is unfinished there's a lot uh, to be done uh, on a personal level i think i you know my brother kunal remarked uh, when he fetched me and he is i've been here for the last few days and he said you seem to be very calm and content and i think a lot of that um, uh, contentment is reflected in the fact that uh, um yes of course i mean it's nice to see uh, content that we've put out there getting appreciated but um i just feel uh, reassured that we built a company where uh, uh, we can rely on the people who run it 
and uh, they're doing a great job of it. And I think that is the ultimate success and 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 uh, for any entrepreneur. Um, on a personal level, I'm on a mission to uh, become healthier. Um, you know, I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy my uh, uh, life. Somebody reminded me that um, you know I turned fifty last year, and I was reminded that uh, um, you now have you finished uh, the larger part of your life, and you have a lesser part of your life ahead of you. Um, and whatever that is, um, I I want to keep doing what I do. I want to keep uh, uh, mentoring young people. That's something that I do, irrespective of the sector or industry that they're from. I I enjoy. Um, Uh, understanding their challenges and i learn a lot from them uh, sometimes they don't even realize how much they're teaching me um so so these are the smaller things that give me uh, a lot of joy uh, and uh, all of it pieces together to make uh, the person i am beautiful beautiful i mean thank you so much you know it's very liberating to hear what you say this because i always uh, compare it so i'm a huge korean drama uh, content consumer right not just korean dramas but what they've done with their music what they've done with you know creating the characters and celebrities etc and i think a large part of it is exactly why it's is exactly because of corporatization or how they've institutionalized the way the record labels are run the way the talent is groomed for years right it's not like a one year phenomena and i'm i'm so glad to hear that 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 part of the movement or whatever that is is starting to to be recognized by indian producers here and hoping we'll we'll be able to become as big or probably bigger than you know what we're seeing examples around us so thank you for saying that for doing that and thank you for all the little things that you know i think uh, you as an individual kind of make a difference to uh, the fact that you know i think i'm speaking to you after almost 4 5 years but uh, we've been in touch but you remember every small thing i think that's that's after after everything i think those small little things that make a difference thank you thank you so much anshu keep doing the good work that you are thank you manisha it was a wonderful chat and uh, i hope people who are listening to it will really really enjoy this because i know that it was a really beautiful conversation thank you for that thank you. Thanks so much Anshu. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, then do follow me on social media for more updates and short format content. You can search me by the name Anshu Patni Singhi on Instagram and on Twitter. If you have suggestions, please write to me or message me on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be back the next week.